It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. From the 12th floor, 50-pin place in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, the home of 1340 The Game and News Radio 1000 KTOK, welcome to the Locked On Thunder podcast. I am your gracious and humble host, Eric G, thanking you so much for making us a part of your day. Coming up on this episode of Locked on Thunder, we'll talk about Jeremy Grant's huge night for Oklahoma City. Yeah, despite the fact that Russell Westbrook got one more triple-double closer to passing Magic Johnson, and Paul George reached the 2,000-point mark for the first time in his career, Jeremy Grant was the guy that stole the show, and he's starting to make himself the most valuable trade piece that the Thunder have going into the offseason And we'll discuss whether or not that's a trigger that the Thunder want to pull. Also, who are the other two pieces that are most valuable to the Oklahoma City Thunder? We'll also hear from Billy Donovan and Steven Adams about Jeremy Grant's big night. And Adams will tell us why Grant makes his job so much easier. Going back to Paul George reaching 2,000 points. We'll not only hear from Paul George on that, but I'll tell you why Russell Westbrook is going out of his way to make sure that Paul George is happy. And I will tease it with this. It has nothing to do with Russell Westbrook worrying about being traded or worrying that his teammates may want him gone. There's a very simple explanation for this. And we'll get into it in segment number two. And then finally, we'll talk about the Thunder not being able to hold leads. We talk so much about how Oklahoma City digs themselves into these deep holes And they have to climb out of these double-digit deficits. Well, one of the problems that the Thunder have is they're not able to hold leads. And there's a very simple explanation for it. And not only can they hold leads, but eventually that leads to that double-digit deficit. My name is Eric G. I work for 1340 The Game in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. And I also host a website called Thunder Maven. And you can get that at basketballmaven.io. That's basketballmaven.io. Dot io slash thunder basketballmaven.io slash thunder check it out we post video stories from around the web we even talk oklahoma city blue we are your one-stop shop for everything oklahoma city thunder also if you like this podcast please listen on the himalaya app it's very easy to do so all you have to do is download it to your phone and then when you get into your car tell your smart device to play the locked on thunder podcast Jeremy Grant stealing the show last night from Paul George and Russell Westbrook. Not only did he score 19 points, but he had two huge blocks in this game. Three blocks total, but two huge blocks on Thaddeus Young in back-to-back possessions right in the middle of that 24-0 run that the Oklahoma City Thunder were mounting in order to spur them on to beat the Indiana Pacers last night, 107-99. By doing all that, by having a night like that, Jeremy Grant is one of the most consistent players on this team. 
Next to Paul George, you would have to, I would say next to Paul George and Dennis Schroeder, you would have to say Jeremy Grant is the most consistent player on this team. And as much as I want to throw Russell Westbrook into that category, too many times do we see Russell Westbrook continue to take ill-advised shots, even when he made one last night in the third quarter when the Thunder were on that 24-0 run, when the Thunder were putting together a flurry where Grant and PG and Russ all hit threes, and then Steven Adams had a couple of layups. It was right around the seven-minute mark. The three that Russ hit was very ill-advised, didn't have his feet set. He was trying, I mean, he was shot the ball. It went in. But still, I can't say Russ is consistent because night in, night out, Russ is that box of chocolates that's going to go nuts whenever he wants to go nuts. So you never know what you're going to get. But Grant, every night, will give it to you on the defensive end. Last night, having to guard Thaddeus Young and Damanis Sabonis, who had a big night for the Pacers, scoring 18. We mentioned the blocks already. And maybe the most important thing Jeremy Grant did last night, besides the blocks, besides the defense, was he gave Thunder fans a little bit of breathing room by hitting what I consider to be the game-winning shot with about 113 left to go in the game where he made it 103.95. And that was probably the first moment in that entire game where you thought, okay, the Thunder are actually going to win. By the way, you want a little sunshine pumping? How about this? Thunder 2-1 and one in their last three. Now, if you're more of a glasses-half-empty kind of person, you can still talk about the Thunder being 4-6 and six in their last 10 and just 2-2. Two and two in their last four, but I'm going to go with the two and one because I want to feel good about this team and I want to feel good about Jeremy Grant. And as Grant continues to make himself more consistent, if the Thunder underachieved this year, and right now there's no reason for us to believe that they won't underachieve at this point, that they won't be going out in the first round of the playoffs. One, because if the playoffs started today, they're playing Denver and they're winless against Denver. And Friday night, is a, there's a very good possibility that that is a first-round playoff preview. But if that happens, and I, and I got to see them string together a lot more games than just two in the last three, for me to believe that what I saw last night and what I saw the other night against Toronto, which I'm still not really thrilled about that game, because I still feel that the Raptors really dictated how that game was played, if I can start to see the Thunder put, string together some games, then fine. I won't go down this road. But right now, I'm looking at a guy like Jeremy Grant thinking that he can bring you draft picks. He can bring you wing play. You can package him with Schroeder for a team that's looking to uh, find a point guard, a starting point guard. Or you can package him with Steven Adams, who still has a very friendly contract. And despite the fact that Steven Adams really is... Um, a position player in a positionless basketball era, era where he can, well, I guess some people might say it's an error, um, a, a positionless basketball era, I still believe that he brings value. Last night, Adams getting that double-double. In fact, we'll talk about centers we'd want over Steven Adams coming up here in just a second. But right now, let's hear from Billy Donovan, who talked about Grant's big night and why this guy is so important to Oklahoma City. You got a question? Barry? Billy Jeremy had a phenomenal game. Uh, with a bunch of key baskets. He also had those two back-to-back -back blocks. It sort of ignited that, that 24 run there in the third quarter. What do you think about the way, particularly in the defense, that he played? 
Yeah, I thought he did a great job tonight protecting the rim. Um, you guys' athleticism kind of matchup-wise was probably good for us because, you know, he was guarding Thaddeus Young and Thaddeus plays along the baseline. It gave him some opportunities to kind of roll and protect the rim, but I thought his rim protection and the way he chased shots tonight, tried to block shots and, you know, cover for, for, for other guys on the floor was really, really helpful, really impactful in the game. And that's what Jeremy Grant does night in, night out. He can help you on defense. You're having trouble with your guy. Grant's the guy there that if he gets past you, he can clog up a lane. He can come out on the wing and defend three a little bit better. And he has a tendency to make Steven Adams' life a little easier. And Adams explained that after last night's game. Um, I, think, I, I think before, um, since you've been on the Thunder, you mentioned how Serge Ibaka used to make your job easier in terms of playing with him defensively. Um, just asking about Jeremy Grant. What do you see in Jeremy Grant in terms of, you know, how he helps from the weak side? What he does to, to help you in terms of the defense? So, so uh, it's just the, being a shot blocker, uh, just meeting them at the rim, so to speak. So, like, say, uh, the difference is that he, even like his contests are just like it's ridiculously tough to finish around it. But he also gets a block, which means there's no shot. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Someone like say me, I go verticality. They're still able to like finish around and whatnot. Does that make sense? So like it's that's the biggest difference. They have a shot blocker just just because you just funnel this guy down, try and stand aside and make him kind of jump kind of in one direction. It makes it a lot easier for him. We can shut down that play like a hundred percent if it's a block. Yeah. Thanks, Stevie. Cool. Appreciate you. Thanks for these words. words, words, words. Had to get in the cool there. Had to let you hear that. But when I think about Stephen Adams last night and him doing a good job of explaining what Grant is, but real quick, because we're we're hitting close to time, I wanted to talk about Stephen Adams. Great night last night, 25 points as half of a double-double for the Oklahoma City Thunder. And I started thinking about the centers that I would take over Stephen Adams. One, Brooke Lopez. Would definitely take Brooke Lopez over him. Carl Anthony Towns, Anthony Davis, Boogie Cousins, if Boogie Cousins could stay healthy. And then you've got Jokic and Nurkic when he's healthy. All of these guys that would take over, over Steven Adams for one reason. And that is, is that they can shoot the three. And no, Steven Adams cannot defend the three. A lot of it has to do with footwork. That is a major issue with Steven Adams. Steven Adams can't shoot the three. And when Steven Adams plays against all these guys, he's going to have major issues. But then again, I would ask you, who in the NBA shuts any of these guys down? And if you're just judging Steven Adams on how he's doing against some of these other, for lack of a better term, name centers or big-time centers, then you're not really seeing the full effect of what Steven Adams gives you because Steven Adams is asked to do so much defensively throughout the game. Steven Adams is asked to come out on help defense and gets a lot of a lot of times there's those switches where he's caught guarding where he's caught having to guard a guard, which is a terrible matchup for Steven Adams, but they want him out there because of the link. He's the guy that has to take the Jokic and the Nurkic and the Boogie and all these guys I've just mentioned and physically go at these guys every single night. And you tell me how much success you would have getting getting your ass kicked every night by these guys. You know, that's the whole point in all this, is that Adams is such a grinder. He is that guy that gives Russell Westbrook an outlet in the paint. 
He gets up the court faster than people give him credit for. He can finish on a fast break. Is he the shot blocker that Jeremy Grant is or even Nerlens Noel? No, but I still don't want to go at this guy in the paint because I'm worried about getting knocked down and I'm worried about having to adjust my shot, thus not giving me maybe as high a percentage shot every time I meet this guy. And yes, he still needs to get more touches throughout the game, which we talked about that on the last podcast. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. Paul George reaches 2,000. So why does that say more about Russell Westbrook and why is Russ doing what he's doing? We'll tell you next here on the Locked on Thunder podcast. Do want to remind you to listen to the Locked on Thunder podcast via Himalaya. It is a great app. All you have to do is download it to your phone and then easy peasy one, two, three. Just make sure when you get in your car, you are um, telling your smart device to play the Locked on Thunder podcast. Also subscribe on Google Podcast and Apple Podcast. But check out that brand new Himalaya app because it will curate playlists for you. And you can not only listen to this podcast, but any of the other podcasts on the Locked on Podcast Network. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked on NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for listening to the Locked On Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. There's also Locked On Sooners, and our latest episode features a lot of audio from the Jalen Hurts press conference that was a couple of days ago. Jalen Hurts for the first time meeting the media here in Oklahoma. And there's also Locked On Yankees because they're on pace to go 162-0, Locked On Red Sox, Giants, Dodgers, Cubs, Rangers, Diamondbacks, all the MLB teams, all part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Congratulations to Paul George for reaching the 2,000-point mark in his career that happened last night. First time ever. Well, actually, it was the first time during his career that in a season he hit 2,000 points. And first of all, if you think about the point guards that Paul George has played with, None of these guys could set him up as well as Russell Westbrook, C.J. Watson, Rodney Stuckey, George Hill, A.J. Prince, just, just to name a few. But the reason this says more about Russ than it does Paul George is because for the first time in Russ's career, Russ actually gives a damn about making another player happy. And Russ is going to do everything in his power to make sure that Paul George will go out and say nice things about Russell Westbrook and has all warm, fuzzy feelings about playing for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Not because Russell Westbrook's worried about getting traded. No matter what hypotheticals we throw out, that contract is going to be enough to make enough to make teams go, yeah, uh, 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 I don't know. Even teams in Los Angeles, I think, would balk at taking on Russ and the rest of his Supermax. But... What I think this really affects Russell Westbrook is the fact that he, Kevin Durant, and James Harden 
all have been looking inward over the last three years and are now all starting to realize what they could have had in Oklahoma City and how much all of them are to blame for how things went down. You can blame Sam Presti for trading James Harden, but James Harden could have taken less money. For I mean, look, it's so easy for us to, to spend Clay Bennett's money. If Harden really wanted to put winning ahead of money, he could have taken less. Russell Westbrook could have made an effort to get along better with Kevin Durant and vice versa, and the three of them could have come together and been one of the most dynamic teams in NBA history. Maybe not winning as many championships as the Golden State, but definitely throwing in a couple, especially after the LeBron James Miami Heat teams broke up. And now, Kevin Durant has benefited from going to Golden State. James hasn't been able to put it together in Houston, and he's carrying that team on his back. And Russ gets a second chance with Paul George. So if you are Russell Westbrook and you are on your way to almost passing Magic Johnson for the second most triple-doubles in NBA history, you still have to go out and make sure that Paul George is happy and this locker room is happy. So last night, you're going... So what is going to happen is, even though Russ will take ill-advised shots like he did last night and we were talking about in the first segment... He's also going to go out and look to pass more. He's going to look to distribute. He's going to look to not only keep Paul George happy, but keep other teammates happy in the process and maybe give up some shots himself. The problem is, is is Russ doing that to the detriment of the team? And the one thing I can't figure out is when does Russ know that it's good for the team or bad for team on what his actions are doing? And last night, Paul George talked about that and getting to 2K. Paul, it looked like Russell had a pretty clear mindset to facilitate and really play make for you guys. Was that something that he came into the game saying, like, that's, that's going to be my focus tonight? Or do you think that he just kind of read the game and, and adapted? He played the game. You know, you know how he approaches it. Played the game. Um, you know, he always sets guys up. He always plays that style. Um, but, you know, Russ just plays the game. It looked like he was almost a little reluctant to shoot at times, though. Did, did it? Am I reading that wrong? I think so. Okay. Um, you know, I think so. Um, you know, again, play the game. Uh, he's going to find his moments to attack and be aggressive. Uh, but he also is, is mindful of making plays for others. Uh, I think he approaches the game the same every, every time he steps on that floor. This is your first time with 2,000 points in the season. Just talk about what that means to you um, overall as a player. You see me iced. It's <laughs> been a, a grind to get to 2,000, I guess. Um, but, you know, it's, it's credit to this group, uh, you know, credit to the guys around me on, on that floor uh, for putting me in a position on a lot of, a lot of those uh, plays. Uh, if I got 2,000, I probably got 1,000 uh, assists on the year then, right? There you go. It's, it's just uh, it's, it's a pleasure, man. It's a pleasure to be on that floor with those guys. Well, you've had a lot of assists. It's a pleasure. It's a, it's a pleasure now to be on the floor with those guys. Everybody all happy and smiley last night after the Thunder win, except one guy. Except two guys. One, Russell Westbrook, who was not in a talkative mood, did not want to talk about the way that he played and the facilitating and whether or not he purposely went out to do it. Completely dodged that question. And then there was Billy Donovan, who last night, look more irritated than I've ever seen him before. Even after the Memphis loss, where Billy Donovan fell on his sword, 
he still looked irritated. And maybe that was with us because there were a few of us throwing out last uh, over the last couple of days, throwing out the question about Billy Donovan's future. Right now, for 24 hours, all that talk has subsided. Denver comes back, wins on Friday. All that talk picks back right up where it is. And Billy Donovan, he knows that. He understands it. It's nothing personal, but it's certainly something that has to be discussed. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G. Coming up next here on Locked on Thunder, we'll tell you why the Thunder can't hold leads. Don't forget to listen to this podcast on Himalaya. It's a brand new app for your phone. Just download it to your smart device when you get in your car Tell your car to play the Locked on Thunder podcast. And besides Himalaya, you can hear this podcast on Apple iTunes, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Wise is the indoor camera that does it all. And if you're like me and you're out a lot and you've got a family and you want to make sure they're protected, this is the best way to go. For only $20, you've got 1080p full HD, night vision, two-way audio. You are not going to miss a thing. Want to find out if your kids are destroying your house? Wise will help you out. Want to find out if whether or not somebody might be breaking into your house while you're out and you can call the cops? Wise definitely helps with that. You just want to watch your plants grow and time lapse because I would actually want to do that. Or watch contractors. You can do it all through Wise. And right now, you get free rolling 14-day cloud storage and no subscriptions. That's right, I said free cloud storage, 14-day rolling cloud storage, and no subscription. And for just $10 more, you can get the 360-degree-wise with 110-degree rotational speed and 360-horizontal range. You will never miss anything again. And to get the best deal, just go to wise.com slash podcast. That's wise.com slash podcast and get the guaranteed lowest price. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for listening to the Locked On Thunder Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You can also listen to Locked On Sooners. And since Major League Baseball has started, there are all sorts of great podcasts there. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Just a reminder to you, if you have not forgotten, Paul George went over the 2,000-point mark last night. Russell Westbrook is about to average another triple-double and maybe pass Magic Johnson for second on the all-time triple-doubles list, doing that in the same season. Dennis Schroeder is no worse than third on anybody's six-man list. And you've got a developing star in Jeremy Grant. And then there's a guy in Steven Adams who can be very steady. And yet the Thunder are in seventh place where if the season would end today, they would play Denver in the playoffs. So why are the Thunder in that position? Well, one of the reasons is they get themselves into these double-digit holes. But how do they get themselves into these double-digit holes? Well, one, but not the whole reason, is because the Thunder can't control leads. 
And the reason they can't control leads is that you will watch the Thunder throughout throughout any game, throughout any 48-minute period. They will go away from their game plan. Last night, they started off fantastic. Three shots, all in the paint, 6 nothing run. And I started looking back on when it got away from the Oklahoma City Thunder. How were the... How were the Indiana Pacers able to get the Thunder down by 11? And I look back in that second quarter, starting at about the 7-16 mark, and here were the shots that the Oklahoma City Thunder were taking, or just some of them. One, uh, Terrence Ferguson, missed 23-foot jumper. Okay, that was a three-point shot off a fast break, where if you remember that, at 7-16, There was nobody in the paint to challenge Terrence Ferguson. He could have gone to the hole. And actually, had there been someone, he still could have gotten through the free throw line. So that tells me one of two things is happening. Either Billy Donovan is telling him to take those shots. When Terrence Ferguson's okay shooting three, he's not great. And for him, a higher percentage shot is probably closer to the bucket. Or two, he's afraid to go to the free throw line. Billy Donovan's taking it, taking, telling him to take that shot, then yeah, you can blame coaching. But if Ferguson's too afraid to get to the free throw line, then it's all him. You've got Russell Westbrook, 26-foot uh, missed jumper. Paul George, 13-foot uh, shot fadeaway that missed. Jeremy Grant, 24-foot three-point shot that missed. Paul George, 23-point shot, uh, 23-foot shot that missed. Uh, for a three-pointer. Grant with a 16-footer, George with a 23-footer. I give a pass to Paul George because that is his job to shoot threes. Shooters got to shoot. Contested, not contested, I don't care. I trust Paul George to take those shots. Even when he's off, I know eventually they'll fall. I'm getting sort of okay with Jeremy Grant taking those shots. Russell Westbrook, Terrence Ferguson, not so much. And that's what happens a lot of the time is that the Thunder find themselves, once they get comfortable in the paint, it is almost as if they've got to go outside to make themselves feel a little uncomfortable, and they start to shoot themselves out of games. Is this a problem that can be corrected? Sure. Um, And I'm sure Billy Donovan has talked to the team about this. It's just a matter of do they want to make a commitment to actually do it. Now, if Billy Donovan's telling them to shoot these shots and they're not falling, then yeah, I got a problem with the coaching because these guys should be playing closer to the basket. Ideally, we would love this team to hit three-pointers because that's the only way you're going to win in the NBA, but they're just not good enough to do it right now. And that's something that they've got to realize. Unfortunately, you get that flurry like you had right about at the same mark in the third quarter where you had three guys hit threes all in a relatively short amount of time. And that's what sticks with them a hell of a lot more than the misses. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G. We'll be back to preview the Denver game on our next episode. And until then, may God bless you and your family. Everybody love everybody. And of course, peace, love, and thunder up. You are Locked on Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.